everyone. I hope you are staying healthy and safe. This podcast episode comes with a video interview. If you would like to watch the video interview, you can find the links of the interview in my episode notes. You can watch it either through my YouTube page or my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcasts. However you choose to listen to it, I truly hope you enjoy it. everyone welcome to another episode of words of heart in today's episode we have the privilege of speaking with dr esther onye i was so close and we were just saying it earlier and i had it right then i am so sorry (laughs) thank you for joining me today dr esther Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So, Dr. Esther, if you could tell tell my listeners a bit about yourself, that would be great. Sure. Thank you. Yes. My name is Dr. Esther Onyani. I am a pharmacist and I'm also a health coach for people living with diabetes. And uh, it's not always been like that. So, I'm, I, I, it's not always been like that. So I came to the United States after high school, uh, but how I got to this topic is before that. Um, I grew up in a family where there was a lot of argument. You know, my parents argued a lot. And just being a little kid, I felt like I was so small, I cannot intervene. I was trained to never intervene when adults are talking. You know, I felt helpless. I felt like I did not have a voice. In this matter, I remember when, to, uh, when they took me to boarding school just so I could get away from whatever's going on at home and just uh, focus on education. And that did not help either because I'm, I'm now alone in a boarding school and I'm scared of being picked on, being bullied. And um, so I just really learned how to hide in plain sight. I never spoke up, I never wanted anybody to know I was somewhere because it'll give them a chance to pick on me. And so this is something that I carried on into my adulthood, really, because um, as an adult, I noticed that I don't always speak up. Um, and that's really not, that's not necessarily how I noticed it. More of whenever I said something, I felt like I'm not being heard. and not, um, like my opinion did not matter. But when I analyze it more, I notice that I really don't ever speak up and that doesn't really serve me because I had gotten to a point where I, I wanna speak up, I wanna say something, my, my thoughts, my ideas, and I wanted them to count and matter. And you know, now I'm a parent, so I, I have to speak up. These kids need to hear me as well. They need somebody to speak to them, speak for them, you know. So it's not speaking up was not serving me at this point. And so I found a way to get past that. One, one, the first thing I did was really recognize that I'm really not the kind of person, it's it's not a compliment to say that you're quiet. (laughs) You know, it's like you need to speak up because you have something to say that's helpful uh, to somebody. 
And so I learned to really learn where does this come from. I noticed it that because I don't really prioritize myself, I'm always doing something to avoid a confrontation, to avoid being on a being placed on a spot where I need to speak up. So it's something I needed to work on. And I did that by just finding a community of people who would who are doing kind of the same thing. If they like they were like-minded and so they cheered me on to where I saw that I could create safety and create boundaries and actually be able to speak up for myself and speak up for people around me. And so from there, I went on to create a consulting and coaching practice uh, for diabetic patients, because here, as I practiced as a pharmacist, I saw that they too, the individuals that I served were having difficulty in this area where they told me that the, the doctor did not hear them. The, they were on medication, but they don't know, they don't know why they're taking it. Um, just to help them see that they can have a voice and a matter in their own health, and just to see that they are able to be in charge of their health by implementing this lifestyle habits that are sustainable for them. So that's how I got to where I am now. Wow, and I truly admire you for speaking up and helping others speak up, specifically in the diabetic community. Um, for my listeners that you are already aware of, I am diabetic, so I do have, this is really close to my heart, us discussing this topic because I feel like diabetics are just like everybody else, but we are, we do have a voice and it should be heard and recognized. Um, I feel like it's not recognized enough in my own personal perspective. Um, Dadesh, you can help elaborate on that, I'm sure. Uh, uh, definitely, I believe that there is that because uh, after all, if you go to the doctor and they diagnose you with diabetes, you don't necessarily know what to say or ask. You, you, you're already needing to absorb that. Uh, you know, it's like a shock, like, oh my goodness, because what we at least are told about diabetes is that now you, you have the diagnosis, it's just gonna progress and it's not gonna get better. So you don't have a lot of people telling you that it's something that can be reversed or something can, that can get better. And even in my training, yes, that's what <clears throat> we were trained, that you, you manage the condition by definitely giving them medications or making sure that the patients take their medication, yes. But the training did not go beyond that to say, okay, so what happens when you have reached your goal? When you've gotten your numbers under control, now what? What we see a lot of these people get off the medication because now the numbers look normal, but then the condition comes back or they just wait and then it comes back. And what I sought to do after seeing what a lot of individuals were struggling with is to step out and tell them that there is actually more that can be done. And it's not just what the doctor says. Uh, I noticed that there were individuals on just a lot of medications and each time I saw someone, and you know, after practicing for a while, it 
more you see more of the same people and you want and you have to to start you start wondering is this getting better for them so you kind of ask for them ask them about their health further you know to inquire and what i i saw was that they're constantly coming in with more medication but is this getting them better and that's what worried me because i i thought okay that's not right because now they're taking another medication. Now they need something to help them go to sleep. On top of that, they need something else to help them go, uh, be able to stay awake. Like, when are we going to hit the reset button? So it was constantly medication, and I just didn't feel comfortable at one point. I thought, there's got to be something else here for this person. What else do they need to know? And then, or maybe even when they were given medication and not taking it because they're worried about side effects, I mean, because we go on Dr. Google and Dr. Google says, okay, there is a side effect to this and then they stop taking it, but they need to control their condition. And uh, now they start figuring out what other lifestyle habits to implement. Or even once they've gotten the diagnosis and they say, I don't know what to do. Now they just go into overwhelm and not do anything, get their condition worse. And so these are the kind of observations I saw. And so I trained as a health coach to just see that I can do more for these clients, uh, these individuals. And that's how I started talking about, uh, you know, individuals being burned out when they have diabetes, because it's just endless, it's nonstop. You have to constantly take care of, on top of your regular routine, now you're <clears throat> having to juggle taking care of yourself by checking your blood sugar regularly. Now you have to make sure you have your supplies, your medications, your doctor visits. Now you have more of those than regular, than you know, before you were diagnosed, let's say. And not only that, your results can be discouraging. You know, you do everything that you've been told to do, but your numbers are up there and they're all over the place. Or even um, just being overwhelmed from having to do so much, you gotta decide what you're gonna eat. Before it was an effortless thing, and now it's, is this the right thing to eat? Maybe you don't even know. And so these are the things that I noticed that are affecting my uh, patients. And uh, just off the, off the charts, no one wants to be unmotivated to live a good life. And so when people are burned out, they actually give up and feel like they quit taking care and they don't, they quit taking care of themselves. And that's not where you want to be when you are someone with diabetes because the condition still continues. And so um, that's how I got to, that's what, how I got to where I wanted to just talk about, talk to people who are burned out and they were diabetic because there's definitely more they could do. It's just are at the point where they are unmotivated, but we would need to get that motivation back. Right, and um, speaking from my own personal perspective, because I am diabetic, I've been diabetic for about a year now. I got diagnosed at the start of the pandemic, which is a heck of a time mm -hmm. to be diagnosed with a health condition when there's a life-threatening virus going around. Um, yeah. I did take it as a positive and a blessing. Um, many people responded differently towards that, but I saw it as God's way of giving my life more purpose and giving me a chance to live my life again.
because um, in your field, I'm sure you're familiar with the symptoms prior to being diagnosed, um, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, if I hadn't been diagnosed when I did, I think my blood sugar was like 1400 or something when I got admitted to the hospital. It was like wow. off the charts or something. Um, I may be grading the number, but I know it was off the charts because I was literally on the brink of death if I hadn't been admitted to the hospital when I was. And um, even though I do see it as a blessing um, and God's way of giving my life more purpose, and a huge contributing factor to how this podcast was created, um, it is an overwhelming um, change because you went from, and this is just me talking here, I went from being basically a skeleton to now actually getting some more meat on my bones again, to now trying to like find a healthy um, compromise between not being a skeleton and having a normal weight as opposed to actually being too chubby. Um, so as far as the um, weight um, transitioning and trying to find that right balance, uh, and also, of course, everything with the food and the blood sugar plays a factor, um, that's been really overwhelming for myself personally. And um, I haven't gone into that mindset of giving up because that's not an option because hey I wouldn't be here if I were to do that <laughs> so um I was wondering if you could touch a bit on um how people how from your professional perspective um what your how your clients what advice you give your clients if they're trying to um help with their weight um in regards to their diabetes. Okay, so yeah, oh my gosh, it's it's a, a, a balance for sure uh, to look for uh, because it's a mix. I mean, okay, what we hear a lot about is uh, being told, okay, you're diabetic, you need to lose the weight. But it's not always lose the weight. There are people who are not overweight and they still have diabetes. Uh, what happens is that there is maybe a gene that's been activated, depending on what they have done uh, around the environment, something that has triggered it, where they are now diabetic. So it's not always lose the weight. There are people who actually have diabetes and they're not overweight. And that's uh, a tough one because they're kind of given the same uh, directives, you know, eat low, lower carbs or um, reduce fat, whatever, it just doesn't work. And um, for, the, for those people, and for actually everyone who's diabetic is about being consistent about doing something. And for those people who are not overweight, but they're diabetic, they are more, the kind of exercise they need to, to do, their physical activity has to be different in order for them to have on some muscle so that they're not underweight. Uh, as far as keeping their diabetes under control, it's taking an effort of seeing what they're doing. Just like even if they had, uh, uh, they were a little bit overweight or underweight, it's just seeing what they're doing that's affecting their numbers. You know, when, um, 
your blood sugars are high, what did you eat and what, you know, did you, what did you do in terms of physical activity? What did you do to trigger it to be there? And maybe avoiding doing that, but to put on some weight, maybe the um, kind of exercise you do, it's not always cardio for everyone, it's different for everyone. So it also comes back to everything being individualized because what we hear is more go to the gym and eat this and that or get on whatever diet, but it's not gonna work for everyone. It depends on where you are and, and what your body is doing. So yes, it's the kind of exercise that people who are underweight will have to do or will be different from the people who are overweight. Uh, you know, the kind of ex exercises they need will be different. And that's something we learn as we go because uh, we were not trained that. Your doctor was not, was not trained that. And uh, even when the ADA or whoever the diabetes associations give you the uh, guidelines, they're not necessarily saying do this exercise for this person or do this nutrition for this person. They just say watch your diet, watch your exercise. So you have to work and uh, to, to a point where you have an individualized exercise that works for you. So yeah, um, it depends on where your body is. You'll have to, to take on different activities. Awesome. I'm really glad we're having this conversation. Um, how do you feel, um, and this is in regards to the pandemic, um, mm -hmm. even though I um, survived um, being diagnosed with diabetes during this pandemic, fortunately, and I got vaccinated recently, yay. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel um, diabetics or people in general are being affected by the pandemic um, mentally um, speaking? Mentally, oh goodness, who hasn't been affected? <laughs> it's like all across, if you haven't been affected, it's like it's still coming slowly because um, mostly because we, we don't really know when the end to this is coming. I, um, with the, I'm excited about the vaccine. I have gotten my vaccine as well. And I actually immunize like on a daily basis people with COVID, I mean, with the COVID vaccine. And so, um, what I have seen is they are very excited to have that, considering what the news media has put us in, in a you know, point of panic, where you know, it was at the beginning, it was more, if you're diabetic, you're at a greater risk. But some articles I've been re reading recently were talking about if the condition is really not under control, maybe then you're at a greater risk, but also if, uh, it's someone who is struggling with their weight. So like there is more than just diabetes. There's more other things that you're struggling with that would put you in a condition where you would be affected more with uh, COVID if you were to contact the, um, the, the infection. Uh, but otherwise, I have also run into people who were diabetic and got past it. So it all goes back to what else are you doing to keep your, to manage your condition? I think I'm very hopeful for people with diabetes because what I've seen is, yes, they are open to getting the vaccine. They're very excited. Actually, at first, <laughs> they called me and, and said, when is our turn? I mean, I have diabetes, I need to get the vaccine. And uh, I commend them for 
you know, going after after it and getting to it right on. But um, I would say that it's more if they they would worry more if they have other underlying conditions. It's not just the diabetes. If they're struggling with weight, maybe then yeah, they need to do more to manage their condition just so they're not worried if they catch the, uh, the uh, infection. All right. Um, I need just um, one more question before we get to the icebreaker question. Um, okay. What advice would you give those um, who have who recently become diabetic, specifically in their adulthood, when it seems like their life is finally together, like myself, and then have to undergo this drastic health change out of nowhere? What advice would you give um, those diabetics who have recently become diagnosed in their adult? Yes. Okay. Actually, let me go back to your previous question. And I think you had asked me in terms of their mental status. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people who have been affected is not is just not diabetics who have been affected. And um, what what I've heard from them is they've also kind of given up on their condition, which is not the best thing to do at this time. But I know that when they when people are open to telling you that, they're also open to the uh, idea of they're ready for change. Uh, they're getting close to, to going back to where they're able to keep things under control. <clears throat> now, in terms of um, if someone is just recently been diagnosed, I have actually run into uh, some people who have recently been diagnosed. And um, they are, the way to handle it with the pandemic is to actually just have grace for yourself, first of all. There's nothing you did wrong. It's just that you've got the diagnosis. What you have to do now is to see what you need to do next. Um, it doesn't always land like that uh, because when you diagnose, a lot of times people are or tend to be, or try to be self-sufficient. Like, okay, I don't need to ask for help. I don't need, I can do this. But this is not the time for that. This is the time to go, okay, I don't know what to do here. What do I do? Who do I ask? Who do I call? Because that's one way you're gonna progress in terms of helping your condition positively. Um, if you go read everything on Google, you it's too many ideas, too many things, they're not, individualized to what your issue is. So it's not always the right, right answer for you. I know that people would run off and go start the keto diet or run into a lady who actually worked out twice a day. And I feel like that's just too much. So it's better to just ask, what can I do? Do the one thing that's work, that will be sustainable for you, not uh, get overwhelmed and then do everything and then do nothing. So just take a deep breath, sit back and say, okay, what do I go now? And go for the one thing first. Awesome. <laughs> so I do have an icebreaker question for you. Um, many of my guests enjoy this question. Um, it might stump you a bit, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, if you could have any superpower that is not flying, you can't pick flying, even though many people are traveling. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, oh, gosh. I like to say 
reading people's mind <laughs> only because I am an eternal introvert. And, you know, I like to just go hide myself somewhere. <laughs> like after having an engaging uh, time around the public, I just want to go home and just hide under the pillow, you know? So if I could avoid all of that interaction and read your mind, I would be in heaven. But, you know, I shouldn't have that superpower because it wouldn't serve me well, but I would definitely wish to have that. <laughs> oh, that is a good superpower. And that used to be my go-to answer when asking this question, but I have a new answer now. Um, if, if I could have a power, I don't know if it's considered a power, but I'm sure it will be in the future, would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. Oh, nice. Yes. We're headed to Mars. Maybe there's life there. We'll definitely have something to listen to. <laughs> Absolutely. Mars, space food, and this podcast. Yes. Thank you over there. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Esther, I want to say your last name correct before we wrap up here. Onyani. <laughs> Dr. Esther Onyani. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Okay. Whew, I got it right, finally. <laughs> Do you have any social plugins before you wrap up here today? Sure. Uh, I, as a pharmacist who stepped out of the, behind the uh, pharmacy counter to the front, I like to meet people. Uh, and I have... Uh, a website called the Wellness Pathfinders. And that's where, you know, I, I think that when people see beyond the medicine, they can believe that they can be okay. So that's why I called it the Wellness Pathfinders because they can be fine. And I, that's my website, but then my, uh, I can also be found on LinkedIn and on Facebook where I hold a group called Kick Diabetes to the Curve and I hold weekly uh, weekly Facebook lives to discuss different topics to give people ideas of other things they can do to manage their diabetes, you know, while managing it with whatever, whatever medication they have. And, you know, by the time they go to their doctor's visit, maybe the doctor will say, okay, you don't need that medication, but you know what? You're gonna be okay because you know what to do. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Esther, for this wonderful conversation. And I'm like emotionally crying on the inside because this is such an important topic because um, since being diagnosed, my whole perspective has pretty much changed and it's changed for the better. And I just love the fact that we're touching on this. So thank you so much for this awesome conversation. Thanks for inviting me here and allowing me to speak here. And um, just very excited and wishing you very well. And I'm glad that you're doing well. Thank you. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe. And special shout out to all the diabetic warriors out there. You are awesome. Please don't change a thing. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. It is your heart warrior, Dion here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you liked this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, 
please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.